Welcome to Spilling the Title Tea, where we talk a lot about life and a little about business. Your host, Ashley Ramsey, will be sitting down with guests from all different sectors of the real estate industry to tell you their real life stories. From hardships to triumphs and business to personal lives, we promise to bring you the tea. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spilling the Title Tea. Today's guest is Abe Steele, who is an insurance agent with Energy Insurance Agency here in Richmond, Kentucky. Welcome to the show, Abe. Yeah, thanks for having me. So lots of people forget that insurance agents are an integral part of the real estate world for borrowers. You know, believe it or not, when banks and mortgage companies give out money, they would like for the collateral that they are basing that loan on to be insured in case it gets, you know, blown down by a tornado. Who would have ever thought yeah. that they would want something like that? <laughs> so you're an independent insurance agent. So explain to the audience what that means. Yeah. So being an independent agent, that means both for me and the client, I have so many more options for them. Just like if you go to the grocery store and they only have one brand of things, sometimes you may not get the best price on that, or sometimes you may not have the best selection for what you're looking for. So same thing has to do with insurance, but homes and protecting your income and all those things are much more you know, important than getting a certain brand at the grocery store. So it's very, very important to have a good yeah. agent. Especially, in my opinion, having an independent agent that can shop, you know, different carriers and different situations that you may have because your situation may, you may have dogs. You may, you know, I had a client the other day that lived in a forest and their insurance didn't even cover trees, you know, things like that. You so know. your home's surrounded by trees, but if something happens to your house because one of those trees falls over, you're just up a creek. Exactly. And That's they, crazy. They excluded them on there. So that was sneaky. But, you know, some insurance agents give us all a bad name. Some are just looking for sales and different things, but you know, that's not the way I do things. I love working with realtors, mortgage brokers, everything like that to help, you know, make the mortgage broker situation better, trying to get the insurance, but also, you know, being able to help the client and things like that on their side. Because, you know, if you're a mortgage broker or realtor and you're helping them with the transaction, your side may be good, but if you can refer them to a really good insurance agent and a few years Later down the road, they may have a claim and everything goes really well. That looks good for both me and the realtor that referred them. So, I mean, the average person buys three houses in their lifetime. So, you know, if you're a realtor and mortgage broker, I would love to be, you know, personally, I would love to be the person that they shop with all three times. Right. So making sure the whole situation, their insurance, their mortgage, everything has a good situation that will always come back to you. Yeah. I really like that you... You know, us girls like to call it a boutique feel, you know, <laughs> because it's tailor-made. Yeah. Like you really do. And I'm speaking from experience because I am a recent client, as <laughs> you know. But you really do. You sit down and you talk about, okay, like what are the specific things that you have so that the insurance can be tailored specifically to your needs? Like the lady who had, you know, a house in the middle of a million trees. But, you know, whether it's trees or whether it's, like you said, you have dogs, you have farm animals or farm equipment, all these different things that people just assume that their insurance company takes care of or has their best interest at heart and takes care of them. That's not true. That's not always the case. So having somebody that legitimately will sit down and educate you on the things that you need and to know what are the exclusions so that you can avoid the exclusions that you need to avoid 
That is a huge thing. And I think people just don't know it because they just assume that they're being handled with care and they're not. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the thing I see the most is, especially when folks are talking about car insurance, say, you know, when I have conversations with them, they're like, oh, I have full coverage. Everything's good. And I'm like, full coverage isn't full coverage. It's just what everybody kindly calls it. I don't know why it's not full coverage, but you know, there's limits to everything. You know, if you look at your policy, you have limits to what the insurance company will pay. Even if your agent is your best friend and you have an accident, no matter how good their friend is, whatever, there's still limits. So it's very, very important that you review those and make sure that that matches what you need because I've seen a lot of bad things happen. Personally, you know, my clients have had bad situations happen that, you know, most of them went really well because they had the right limits and the right protection. But, you know, I just see a lot of stuff happen and it's just crazy. But it's very, very important to have an independent agent like me to help you with those things. I would absolutely agree. What is one of the craziest things that you have sat down with somebody and reviewed their policies for them that you just found was nuts in their current policy? Well, recently, so in our area, in the past year, there's been all kinds of crazy things to happen. Christmas time last year, they had sub-zero temperatures, everybody's pipes burst. And then this year, we've had two or three crazy windstorms. It's been wild. Mm -hmm. With hail and all kinds of things. And it's just, yeah. And uh, a lot of people, a lot of their issues with their insurance policies, they've noticed what's going on because they filed a claim. So one that I had a few months ago, they have a $25,000 deductible for wind and hail. So their claim was $26,000 for their new roof. They were kind of up creek because there's no point filing a claim. They had to pay the whole roof, basically. the whole thing. And if they would have just had the right deductible or the right company, it literally wouldn't. And I shopped their insurance and I got it. Better coverage with extra little coverages on there for for different things like covering their air conditioning unit, service line coverage for their lines in their front yard and their backyard. Things that normally aren't covered by insurance, you can add those little things on and it really doesn't make much of a difference in price. But all in all, I was able to get them their insurance policy better price than the last one they had. With way better coverage. Yeah, yeah. And they had a company that they just always had since they started driving. That's what their parents had, and that's just what they went with. You know, they trusted the agent, but, you know, I don't know what the situation was on that, but, you know, I just don't think that's the best thing for the client. Some people may want a $25,000 deductible, and that's great, but... Yeah, if you if, knowingly if made the choice. Yes, that's great, but they did not knowingly do that, and they, they had to take out a home equity line of credit to pay for a new roof that they should have gotten. Right, because most people don't just have... hanging around to just say, let's put on a new roof for fun. No. And especially, you know, I had a conversation with a realtor the other day. They were like, man, you know, everybody's so negative about these interest rates. And that's, you know, I get it. But for them to be able to afford this new house, they may have to look and re-budget different things. You know, like, can they do without cable? I know when I bought my first house, it was a nightmare. I mean, I I, I shouldn't have bought it because I couldn't afford it, but I cut everything I could just to get the house I wanted because I knew it was a smart financial decision at the time and everything worked out. But, you know, having those conversations with them, you know, checking their budget on their insurance, you know, if they haven't shopped, you know, insurance rates, a lot of the ones that you see on TV, like the major ones, they've had 
double-digit rate increases every six months on their policies. So, you know, over two years, it's 40% sometimes. That's massive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that'll quadruple your bill, but it happens over time, and then you just blame it on inflation, and you just blame it on these other things. But if you haven't had claims or you have a good credit score and stuff, you should be shopping your insurance. And what's awesome about independent is, let's say there's a rate increase later on down the road because I can't control rates. Right. But I have different carriers. So, you know, if a company comes in like, hey, you know what, we're going to raise your rates because of whatever, you know, that's fine. I can shop you through one of my other carriers behind the scenes. You don't have to mess with it. You're having to call around town, having to deal with this, how to explain your situation to everybody. You know, I do that for you at the renewal and then I'll have a conversation with you about it. And nine times out of 10, we'll be able to help you, you know, at that time. So, you know, shopping insurance is really important, but also have an independent agent that can do it for you. It just seems so much smarter to me. And so much time is saved. And again, it's the boutique. They bring you the clothes they already know you're going to like, so you don't have to like dig yeah, through them. I, I don't know about <laughs> anybody else, but the shopping insurance or things like that, that is not something that I love doing. It's like going to the mall. You know, that's not something I look forward to doing. And a lot of insurance companies kind of count on that. That's how they get yeah. away with some rate increases and stuff. Because like, oh, well, you know, it's went up or whatever, but you know, I just don't really have the time to. So... You know, I solved that issue being independent. I love that problem solver. So tell us a little bit how the path that you took to kind of end up in the crazy world of insurance. Yeah. So my situation is different. So I never wanted to be in insurance. I never thought that this would be anything I would ever want to do. Uh, Sounds really boring, especially when I was in high school. That was like, oh, my gosh, that's the most boring thing ever. (laughs) But in high school, my senior year, I was one of the lucky ones that was able to co-op or intern at a local business. And I already had a job. I already worked as many hours as I can at the Walmart in high school. So I was all about making extra money and stuff. So there was two or three places, the sheriff's office, the local bank, and then the local state farm office in Williamstown, Kentucky. So the way I came down to deciding is the only one that paid me was the insurance job. (laughs) So that's how I made my decision there because I wanted to be paid. So little did I know that that would be, you know, something that would set me up for later. And I didn't even realize it at the time, really. In high school, oh my gosh, I was the shyest person you would ever find. I don't think I ever picked up the phone and called anybody in my life. And the first week of the insurance job, I was having to call people about their payments and different things and calling about appointments. And that, oh my, I could have died. I wanted to quit so many times, but I was so thankful to have the agent there. I know for a fact I drove her nuts, but (laughs) she helped me, you know, and I worked for her for three years. So I worked my entire internship with her the whole senior year. And then I had to wait two weeks after I graduated because I was still 17 to go get my insurance license. She sponsored me for that. She paid for that. At that time, I still wasn't bought in, but I was like, well, this sounds really important. You know, if I don't like it, I'll just quit and move on. So I started doing that for two or three years and I loved it. But, you know, I was in my hometown and different things and I was going through a lot personally. So I was like, you know, I didn't know what to do. So I decided to try something else. So I actually went and started working at a factory in Georgetown, Toyota in Georgetown. That got me out of my hometown. Got to meet so many different people there. I mean, there's literally 4,000 people. I was going to say, it's huge. Yeah. (laughs) You don't see the same person twice. So, you know, I knew I needed something more than just working at an office with five people. Because, you know, I was already very introvert and very shy. So that helped me out a lot. 
And then I worked there for about a year and I actually met my partner, Dustin, and life kind of took me a different way. I ended up moving to Berea, Kentucky and driving back and forth to Georgetown is not fun, especially if you work a job that if you're late, you get fired. So it was just a nightmare. And I was, you know, me and Dustin was talking. He was like, you always keep talking about insurance. He said, you act like you hate it, but (laughs) deep down you really like it. I was like, well, maybe. So I got with the first agent I worked for. I told her that what my situation was where I was living. And she set me up with a local agent there in Berea. And six years later down the road, I worked for him. I was looking for more. I was wanting to be, you know, I was just kind of spinning my wheels. You know, you're working for someone, bringing in all the business for them and different things. I wanted more. You want growth. Yeah, you get to a certain point and you're like, well, you know, I'm so good at this. Why am I doing this for myself, sort of? Right. You know, and, you know, there's so much satisfaction, you know, the clients, they're mine. And I was at a point that I could handle that. Yeah. So you had done the work to get the knowledge to be prepared for that role. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I didn't go to college or anything. So, you know, at this time, a lot of my classmates and stuff for getting their master's degrees and not even knowing what they want to do. But, yeah. you know, I'm thankful for it. And energy insurance has been amazing. I actually switched because, you know, the prior company was State Farm and I only had one company. I knew one thing. That's all i done. Energy. I mean, you have... Oh my gosh, between personal and commercial companies, there's hundreds of carriers for that. So it's been something I needed personally because it gives me a new, I'm learning so much more. It's like I'm that 18-year-old kid again, (laughs) you know, having to learn everything again. Yeah. So it's been so good for me. And, you know, just being my own agent and going and meeting with people and having the freedom to do that, I love it. But I wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for that first state farm major that took a chance on some shy kid in high school. Well, I think there's such a lesson in that, you know, as business owners or entrepreneurs or just even as I don't want to say elders because I don't really feel like uh, an elder in the community. Okay, I'm not that old yet, but just older, you know, than these young kids. You have zero idea what just a little bit of a push, a little bit of a stepping stone that you can give them could turn into for them. Exactly. And that's something I'm wanting to do more of. You know, as I get older, I'm learning more lessons. You know, things go on in your life. You're like, oh my gosh, why is this even happening to me? And then six months later, you're like, I'm so glad that bad thing happened to me. I wouldn't be where I am. So, you know, everything happens for a reason. But, you know, like I was saying, I'm looking to, you know, help more people that are kind of in that time that I was in because you know if it wasn't for them who knows where I'd be but I want to help people you know I'm not really that old but I have you know some advice to give people and and things like that so I love talking to young adults and things like that trying to figure out what they want to do and you know college is a great thing for people but it's not for everybody yeah and I've met a lot of people that have a business degree and I work with 90% of people that have a bachelor's or master's degree, and we both have the same job. But, you know, of course, I'm in sales, you know, so that's a little bit different. But it's all about what you put in, and you got to put in the work. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer than you think. But, you know, if you're in sales and that sort of thing, you know, you start selling. This is what somebody always told me. You start selling when you quit selling. So if you just talk with people and you fix a problem that they may have, you know, with insurance, with anything in this world, you know, I mean, everybody's a business owner. If you can fix an issue, that's where, that's where money changes hands. So if you can get really good at just talking to people and being relatable and being visible 
to your customers. I think that's the biggest part of what I do, and that's what makes me successful. Well, it's the sincerity. It's not a pitch. It's just an extension of you, of who you are, just a sincere desire to do the best you can and to truly help the client. That's the difference. And, you know, I'm always transparent with all my customers because, you know, I mean, I may write their insurance and 10 years later down the road, their house may burn down. You know, I always have to make sure I'm doing the right thing all the time, not just for me, but for them, because if I just make one mistake, you know, it could change the trajectory of their situation with their claim or whatever. So, you know, I always got to be sure that you always do the right thing. That's my motto, doing the right thing and being transparent and always being honest whether it's good or bad news. Sometimes I do have bad news, you know, but usually before I give them bad news, I hopefully will have a good, hey, this is plan B. Hey, this is something we can do. Or or this is the reason behind what's going on. That's what I always do. Well, for me, I think better to get bad news up front when you're quoting something that says, you know, hey, we can get you the exact coverage you need, but the price is maybe a little more, whatever it is, than to have bad news of, oh, by the way, your roof is $25,000. You know, I like to tell my customers, there's a big difference between an aggravation and um, devastation. Amen. So, you know, if you have an accident and you have a $1,000 deductible and the client's upset because they have a $1,000 deductible, I'm like, but they're literally paying for the other vehicle. I get it. You may not have it, but, you know, we can figure something out. You know, that's aggravation. But if you don't have the right coverage and your house burns down your biggest asset and something's not covered or your dog gets out and it bites somebody and dogs are excluded and you're sent a million dollar settlement, that's a nightmare. That is something that will, no matter how successful you are, that will take a hit on you because your wages will be garnished. Your assets will be be liquidated. You may be bankrupt. Yeah. And it's just because you decided to buy insurance online. Yeah, right. Or you chose to pick somebody that, you know, or whatever. Yeah, or just, oh, this is the cheapest price and yeah. without even knowing what the yeah, coverage you is. Right. You can have the best agent, but if you're just cheap and you don't want to pay the extra 10 or $15, but it's my job to explain to you what's going on. You know, right. I, I don't think this is a smart decision, you know, whatever, because X, Y, Z. Right. And obviously you know, people and can make their own choices, yes, but yes. they need to be educated. But I have yet to have that conversation with someone and then say, no, I'm going to save the $10. But people don't know what they don't know. Exactly. You can't make an educated decision without education. No. <laughs> and then I've had some people that come to me and they ask for specific coverage. And I'm like... How in the world did you hear about the specific coverage in the fine print of your insurance? And I'm like, I know exactly how you know about that. They've had it happen. Mm-hmm. They've learned from their mistakes. And before they even tell me what their address is, I need to have this coverage. Can you do that? So, you know, some people learn by experiences, but your agent has a lot of experiences too. Yeah. And those are the best experiences because you aren't the one that had to deal with them. You didn't have to live yeah, through the trauma. <laughs> you get the story, but you don't have, you know, just think about that. You know, in this world, it's crazier than ever with yeah. lawsuits and crazy stuff, man. It's nuts. So having the right insurance, having the right agent, best thing ever. I would agree. I think that you would be such a good mentor for this generation. So many of them, and I say this because I have nieces and nephews of this age that are coming out of high school or in college, 
And a lot of them, they are. They're struggling to try to figure out who they are, what they want to do. It seems to me that this group of kids has that problem more so than our generation necessarily did. so much more pressure on kids because, I mean, I didn't grow up that long ago, but I didn't use much internet. My cell phone, all I could do was call. There was no social media. And so now there's so much more pressure. And then also not only pressure, but they see other people their age doing You know, they may think better on social media, but it's all fake. And that puts so much more pressure on kids. And, you know, if your kid already dealing with stuff, you know, like I was dealing with stuff that, you know, nobody, I couldn't even talk to them about. So, you know, you're dealing with that privately and then you can't talk to nobody. Then you got all this other pressure and it's just a lot for a kid. And sometimes it's okay to not know what you're doing, but just because you don't know what you're doing doesn't mean you ought to do nothing. I like that. You know, do something that. You know, and maybe in five years, you know, you decide it's not for you, but you have all that experience, you know, hey, Mm -hmm. I know how to do this type of skill and you can take that somewhere else. And oh my gosh, that would mean so much more. I think this is a generation of instant gratification. Mm -hmm. So I think that they a lot of times believe that their very first job has to be the most amazing thing that has ever happened to them. It has to be perfect and immediate success. Immediately, they love their job and they love their life. And of course, we know that's not reality. How do you stress that to this group of kids? I don't know. So parents, I think people in the generation before me, they struggled a lot, I believe. And they didn't have social media. They didn't have none of that stuff. And I think they sometimes lose sight of how hard it was when they was starting out. And now when they talk to their children, they forget how hard it was or whatever or something. I don't know. But I think kids now need something a mentor in their community that's, you know, maybe closer to their age, you know, maybe not a boomer telling them what to do, (laughs) you know, they just, you know. Not somebody saying that they had to walk up hills in the snow both ways. Yeah, exactly. And interest rates were 14% when they was growing (laughs) up, all that sort of stuff, you know, but the world is tough right now. It really is. I mean, everybody I talk to, including myself, has a hard time. It's just crazy, you know, with budgeting and trying to figure out money and Everything it is. In the world going on. I mean, I don't watch the news because I don't want to be depressed. You know, if you turn on the news, that's all it is. Depression that's, for an hour. That's all it is. Yeah, uh, so. Depression or fear. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, and, and these kids see that on their social media. And then it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, how are they supposed to do whatever? But, you know, I love talking to people and helping kids, you know, try to figure out who they are, and different things. I think, yeah, just one day at a time. You know, they have to realize it's not going to be instant. Yeah. And they just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Exactly. And they'll get there eventually. Exactly. Exactly. It all works out. Everything happens for a reason. That's what I go by. If you're doing the right thing, if you have good intentions, you know, it may not be working out right then, but it always comes back to those that deserve it. I 100% agree with that. What you put forth comes back to you. It's that uh, yes. you reap what you sow. Always. There's no timeline, though. That's right. There's no timeline. <laughs> if I could tell a kid it was 12 months before they started doing this and that, then they might do it. But it's, you know, it might be six months, might be, you know, some people, they struggle for 30 years, then all of a sudden figure it out. Everybody's yeah. on a different scale. Everybody's on a different thing. And I got to realize that not everybody's the same. We're all individuals. We're yeah. all on a different thing. And everybody goes... Yeah, and that's why you can't compare yourself to your peers necessarily. You no. know, you have to do things at your pace. I mean, that's just what we're taught is to compare. Right. Like, you know, well, this person's married with kids. Why aren't you, you know, mm-hmm. your grandparents or your parents talking to you about that? But 
you know, everybody's on a different scale. That does not mean anything. I agree. I think that's wonderful advice. I really do. Abe, I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. I'm going to tell our audience here that you guys need to reach out to Abe for your residential, your commercial insurance needs. He's here in Kentucky. We're going to put all of his information in the podcast description so that you're easily able to contact him. And we thank you so much for joining in on another episode of Spilling the Title Tea, where we talk a little bit about business and a lot about life. That's all the tea we have for you this week. Thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode of Spilling the Title Tea and visit us online for more valuable resources at springdaletitle.com. Thank you.